0: hi come on in and join in it's the very merry life hi i'm mary Hendricks, and you might know me as that relatable a of mama over on instagram who hopefully feels like an old friend at this point point. and if not it won't be long till it feels that way as we get raw unfiltered and very unapologetic in all things motherhood marriage sex and more from moments worth savoring to moments worth surviving get ready to leave feeling seen and supported you have a friend here now so hey take a seat what's going on all right. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Very Merry Podcast. And today, I have someone super fun on. You may follow her over on Instagram. This is Brie Mason, And uh, I'm super pumped for today just because I'm I'm always curious to find out more about doing something good for ourselves. And that's what we're going to learn today. But with that being said, I'm going to let you start. You're going to introduce yourself and we'll go from there. Okay. Hi, I'm very grateful to be here. My name is
1: Bree Mason, also known as the Florida Yoga Mama. I have three kids ages 10, 8, and 4. So I am in all the fields right now. Cute little Pomeranian named Sunny. And that's a little bit about me. I live in Florida and love teaching yoga. Any and everywhere. I literally have a little get up, and I can teach in people's backyards. I teach for Greenwise, which is kind of like our grocery store. I don't know if you guys have that near you. Publix, um, yoga and brunch is my vibe because that way we get to bring people together through the practice,
0: and then we get to know each other outside of the class too. That's awesome. Yeah, I uh, I'm I have tried yoga maybe once <laughs> or twice maybe, and I just have never. I don't know. I never stuck with it, but maybe this conversation will transform my, my way of thinking. That used to be me, so you never know. Awesome. Okay, so let's start off in the beginning. You teach yoga. You clearly didn't do it all your life. So where, where what kicked it off?
1: So I have always been into fitness since high school. I mean, going back. And in my 20s when I was living in New York, I loved spinning and kickboxing, anything high intensity because it was all about the physical, right? Like I wanted the results. And I moved back to South Florida. A girlfriend of mine was like, will you come to my birthday yoga class? I was like, you know what? Yoga is not really my jam. And she's like, please, it would mean the world to me. So I of course said yes. And after that class, I was hooked. There was something that happened when I connected my thoughts with my breath, with the movement. And I was intrigued to learn more. So just like anything, if you take a class,
0: whether it's, what, what kind of workouts do you do? You At know,
1: home. Strength,
0: yeah, strength training, running, things like that.
1: Right. So, you have like an instructor that motivates you in some way. So, I think that when it comes to finding yoga, you also have to find a teacher that you vibe with. Yeah. Who you hear right now is who I am when I teach, it's who I am in real life because I like to be my authentic self. So, if I slept like crap because the kids were driving me crazy, my entire yoga class knows that, right? Like, I try to be very transparent. And it's also about your sequencing and your music and the energy. So, once I got my my 200 hours were going back like 12 years. I started teaching in studios and it was perfect until pandemic happened yep. and then I had to get creative, right? So I was doing it in my backyard and we were all social distance spread out, but what was cool is I put myself online and I would get like mothers and daughters logging in from all different places in the country doing practice live. Oh nice. And Yeah. So, you know, the kind that I love to teach is called vinyasa. So it's definitely a workout, but you're also getting the work in. And I think there's something magical that happens when you disconnect from your world and you're just on your mat. And you'll see if you try one of my classes, even virtually, I could send
0: you a link. There's just something that unfolds that you can't put into words. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to try now because I've, you know, and I've had something like that. It's been a while because I'm still like, I'm not freshly postpartum, but I'm still like in an in-between zone of figuring out three kids and finding time to like fit all of that back into my life. Um, But I used to be an avid runner. And when I say that to people, people are like, oh God, I hate running. And I'm like, it. It's different. It's kind of like what you're saying. Like I, if you hit a stride and you get somewhere, you zone out and you don't even realize by the end of your run, you're like, where the hell did I just go? And this was like the best thing ever. You get such a high from it, which I imagine you probably get from yoga because I know, I know when I did it, I liked it. You kind of just relax a little bit and you let your brain kind of melt out of your body and do that stuff. So Right.
1: And, you know, there are different practices. Some people come to the mat solely for the mental like clarity. Some people come to get a good stretch. But the way that I try to layer it in is I'll start off with a warm-up and an intention. I always have a theme. So yesterday when I taught our theme was vulnerability and about letting your armor down, your veil down, and then I played off that throughout the class. So in these poses where we kind of might look around and might feel a little intimidated if you're newer, it's like no one really is judging you. This is a space where you come as you are, you do the best you can, and hopefully after you move your body at the end of class, you feel... Unreal because you've opened everything literally from your head to your feet. Yeah. Right. So I do a little bit of the warm up. Then I get to like the main sequence where you'll work your lunges, your squats, your heart rate will go up. You get the cardio. And by the time you come and cool down and you're lying down, you're so ready for that moment of just receiving yeah. and letting go.
0: I love that. So that's what I need. I need that in my life. I'm going to try one of your classes. Get ready. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> awesome. So, well, and then I know you're a mom and you you've said that. So how do you fit this all into your life as, you know, a parent? I know you recently got help and that was the everything
1: for me. Mm-hmm. Even when I first had my daughter, I had one hour a week and that was the highlight of my week where I would go and take the class. So you do what you can. Some days I'll get on my mat and it'll be 30 minutes, but I'm lucky because I teach. Yeah. So I'm like, sorry, mommy's got to go to work, yeah. right? And I try to do it while my kids are in school or my husband's finished with work so he can at least be home with them. But sometimes it does mean giving up a baseball practice on the weekend because I'm going to teach a group of
0: moms,
1: right? So it's all about that balance and fitting it in and doing what you can. But there's never a time where I practice even for a short duration that I regret it. So it's just showing up even on the days you're PMS and you don't feel like it, you just come and then all of a sudden you're like, okay. Yeah. I'm here. Yeah.
0: Let's do it. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm gonna need in like a couple of days because period zone is entering my world, oh. and oh my god, ever had, since having kids, it's ten times worse too. All of it. And We don't get the break. No. You know, we just keep going. No. Well, no, not at all. Like, and well we don't get breaks for anything. We get told to do so many things where we're like, Oh God. And it's not even that it's like not given to us. I think it's just, especially when like for me, I'm in like the little kid years. It's just so hard. Like right now I'm up here and I have a babysitter downstairs and she stays, but I, my son is, was just banging on the gate to come upstairs. He was he knows I'm home. And I'm like, just chill, man. I'm like, you're good. right? You're good. right? I'm, I just have to do this real quick, real quick. But yeah it's hard to fit that stuff in but it obviously seems beneficial and going into that because i'm sure people here are listening and with yoga and stuff like that like i'm i'm completely brand new to this so tell me like benefits benefits of starting this stuff
1: it's transformed my life which is why i need to be sharing this right so benefits of course I used to have the mentality that the harder you work, the more results you get. And this is actually the philosophy, less is more, right? Like you're doing your repetition, you're running, you're repeating the same motion. But in yoga, it's long hold. So when you're in a squat or a lunge or a warrior pose, your muscles fatigue because they're strengthening and they're lengthening. So of course – and even – Abs. I finally have abs. I used to do sit-ups all the time, and you're going to tell me now that I had two C sections, three babies. I can get a core just by doing long holds, like it's a boat pose, right? It's kind of like probably similar to Pilates, where you have to like hold up right, yeah, or do your planks so or you do your side to sides. So it's almost like that mindset of understanding that I used to work out two hours a day in my 20s, and now if I get on my mat. Five times a week, thirty minutes of practice. I'm in better shape now.
0: Yeah, than in my 20s. isn't that, so that funny? That's so funny because yeah. that's how my life is. Like, I, at this point, I realized how much I drove myself into the ground back then, and it was an all or nothing mentality too. Like, if you okay. couldn't do it, then forget it. Like, if I can't do it for two hours, then it's not worth it at all. And then it would be the complete opposite. And now I realize, like, no, like. You can do it even for 15 minutes, like 10 minutes, something, just something. That's it. And then that's just
1: the physical, right? You have the mental too, where you're in the moment. Your brain is always going to start thinking about your to-do list and your future and what happens the moment you're done. And it's also going to reflect back on your past and be like, I should have handled that different and I could have went this way. But in yoga, what happens, I hope, is that the teachers remind you of being in the moment, of being present of connecting with your breath. So it is a form of meditation, right? If you breathe in for four counts you hold your breath, you retain it for four counts, and then you empty out for four counts, your mind can't really think about, I'm hungry, right? Because you're counting, you're focusing on the breath. Yeah. So there are different mental tools also. And then it opens up your chakras, your energy, your meridians, all the things. And the way that I teach, I try to live like a teeny bit of spirituality because that way it doesn't matter your age, your ethnicity, your race, what you believe in. It's kind of like there's something bigger out there than
0: us. Yeah. Let's
1: be open to
0: it. And we've got nothing to lose. Yeah. I love okay. that. I love that. That's what I need in my life. I'm going to try it now. You got me hooked. Uh, so. Well, and now I want to ask another question that's side note. So you said, because I'm sure there's people, listen, you had two C-sections, you have three kids. Yep. I'm always, I want to know, cause that's my life too. You so I want to know. Me, so you had one first baby, not so C-section. What is, first baby, 34 weeks. Two days before my baby
1: shower, my water breaks. Oh, my gosh. Now, I had not even gone into, like, a birth class or anything, so my husband thought I was joking. We're about to watch Grey's Anatomy, and there's, like, a gush, and we're like, what do we do? So, ended up delivering. Had her vaginally. She was four pounds. Okay. And had to stay in the NICU 12 days. Okay. So, the second time around, I got progesterone shots, which scientifically should keep your baby in longer. And- What happened with her, same thing, week maybe 34 and a half, closer to 35 weeks, water breaks again. But this time it was a trickle. It wasn't a gush. So I go to the hospital, assuming I'm having vaginal again, she gets stuck in my birth canal at nine and a half centimeters, rushed in emergency C-section. Oh my gosh. It was really scary. Even my OB had to take over the OR because the doctor was literally like, the baby's stuck. I can't get her. I'm like lying. I'm like, am I going to be feeling this? I hear what you're saying. So my my gyno came over, literally shoved her arm up my her. hoo-ha, yeah. got it. And she had to stay in the NICU because she was so badly bruised from all the trauma. Yeah. Yeah. The third time around, my mom flies in early. She lives in North Carolina. We're waiting at week 34. We're waiting at week 35. We're waiting at week 36. We're like, what's going on? Still did the progesterone shots. But this time I talked to a hypnotherapist yeah. and we kind of, I don't know, trained my mind to visualize the perfect birth yeah. and what it would look like. Yeah. And literally it was like a movie it was like my girls would be wearing big sister shirts and my whole family would be there so when week 37 and a half came along it was almost 38 weeks finally my water breaks I ended up having another c-section but this one was like a dream this one music playing. My family was there. It was everything that I pictured it would be. Yeah. I got to nurse right away because the other two I had to pump immediately because they were taken to the NICU. Yeah. So it just goes to show you that literally you can mix science. You could do all the work. And sometimes these kids have the agenda. Oh
0: yeah. Well, and that's why I wanted to ask because that's the same circumstances as me. Yeah. I'm Not completely, obviously, but my first was a vaginal delivery, but she had shoulder dystocia. So her shoulders got stuck at the very end and it was yeah, like code blue, like really, really bad situation. And then I ended up getting subsequent C-sections from there on out, but they were wonderful. And that's why I always like to say that. And I'm glad yeah. that you included that last bit because I'm sure there's someone listening that has had that. And, um, that hypnobirthing, I took hypnobirthing, uh, classes. Hmm, when did I do it before Spencer? Cause I thought I was going to try pursuing another vaginal delivery before Spencer. And he ended up being transverse, uh, for that. So we've sideways. So there was no way. Um, but I took hypnobirthing classes and it was so nice. They were so nice. And I'm not into that. That's why like, I would probably like yoga because hypnobirthing kind of transformed my way of like meditating <laughs> my view on that. Cause I used to think it was hokey and, yeah. um, it was wonderful. And I think it helped me tremendously for the C section because you kind of just like can zone out and you calm yourself down. Cause obviously it's terrifying, but I use it for everything now, even like getting my teeth cleaned at the dentist because I hate the dentist, (laughs) like everything. It it, it literally changed my life in every way, even
1: in the most horrific scenarios. You know, if you can just connect in that moment, like you're saying, your mind is so powerful and we're the observer. We can witness the thoughts coming in. Yeah. So it's up to us, like, what do you attach to it? What story do you get into? Or do you just say, cancel, cancel, I'm going to refocus on this right now?
0: Yeah yeah well, and you probably there do you the go. same during yoga and with yoga did you did you you started this right before you had kids right so yeah were- so
1: i I found it right before I got engaged okay. so it was perfect timing yeah. because that process alone can be extremely you know yeah. stressful, so I feel just so grateful that I discovered it. So I taught throughout all three pregnancies. I actually taught prenatal yoga. Okay. So I have so many mama to bees that are now, you know, in the, like us, yeah. right? Like yeah. in the, and it's just, it's for everybody. I mean, some of my
0: students are also in their mid eighties. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's and what I, I wanted to that, ask was prenatal yoga, like off of, do you, are there movements that right now are off limits for pregnancy? Right. So okay. of course your doctor's going to say, make sure you
1: do what you feel right and check in with them. But there are certain moves like twists, right? You want to keep space for your torso, your midsection. So you always want to open your feet and you want to make sure the circulation is flowing. There are also poses that – maybe like an inversion, which means your feet are above your heart, right? Because you don't want all that circulation to drain. And then there are even poses that are controversial. Some will say like, don't lie on your back, right? There's that vein on yeah. the low back. So maybe you do some moves on the sides. But there's all different ways to modify. Whenever a prenatal student is in class, I'll kind of speak with them before and just say, okay, you know, don't lie on your stomach. Let's instead go on all fours at a tabletop. Yep. Yeah. So there are specific classes that you can take where it's all prenatal. And then there are certain classes that are open to anybody that you just have to make sure that they're aware of which ones to
0: avoid. I I don't know if you know about this, but I was a personal trainer before my whole world of Instagram and just stay at home mom life. And I did, I actually was one of my first ever colleagues like in the studio I worked at that pursued a prenatal certification because that became a big thing because before that was like 2005. 15, 16. But before that, like working out was like a no, no for pregnancy. It was just like, don't, don't do anything. Like don't lift anything. Don't carry anything, any of that. So when it started to become more normalized, I got certified, but I always used to tell my clients, I was like, we're going to do this. I said, same thing. Like don't lay on your tummy. We're not going to do that. Um, Laying on your back. We're going to just watch it, but you can do it. But if you feel dizzy or nauseous, we're getting up. Um, that's like the big things that he would say. And then I, of course, same thing, twisting and whatever. But I used to always tell him to, because there was so many fears surrounding it. And this sounds terrible, but I used to always tell him, I'm like, I would have to hurt you significantly. Like I would almost have to near kill you to hurt anything involving that baby because your body is so protected right now. You're going to get hurt first before anything else happens. It's like, that's what we're trying to protect is you. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's wild. So anyone listening, you can still work out. Go, go at your own pace and don't do anything that's wild. Do something that you've been right. doing before. That's exactly what I was just going to say, is that if they were doing yoga with me for
1: several years, yeah. right, their body knows what to expect. If they're coming brand new yeah. to see you for personal training, you're not going to do things that you've been you know no. doing with your clients over the years. Yeah. So
0: kind of meet the student where they are. Yeah, stick with your comfort level and like it's not the time to like be picking up a new hobby yeah. or anything. No. But yoga, I used to always say to like any of my pregnant clients, I was like, that is a great like starting place. Prenatal yoga, I think anyone can do because there's so many modifications where that's if you have right. never done it. Totally check out prenatal yoga because I do know that it's like it's great for getting you open, like your hips aligned and like all these different movements and I'm sure there's positions you can take if your baby is breech. <laughs> like that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so awesome. Well, I I I mean I'm hooked on this. I think we're gonna do that. And then anyone listening, if you want to check out Bree, I'm gonna link all of her stuff in the show notes. That way, if you want to check her out, her account with yoga and any of that stuff, you can. Um, but yeah. You tell me is there anything that like you want as like a final piece of advice when it comes to anything you want to share?
1: Yeah, so you know, I get a lot of input with regards to if you're doing all this yoga work as far as certain eating lifestyles or if I get botox or whatever. So, what I would say to anyone listening, you do you, right? If you want to feel good on the inside, the yoga practice is going to help you tremendously. But it's totally cool to go get your highlights and do things that make you feel good on the outside or eat what feels good for your body. I have friends who are vegan that judge those who harm animals. And then I have friends who are like, let's go to McDonald's, you know, and it's all good. There's no judgment. Yeah. So I think that that's the one takeaway, especially being moms, right? Is
0: do what works for you and your family, not just with yoga, but with your lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. I think that's the biggest thing. It's a mom war constantly. Like we're always just pinned up against one another and it's like hoping that we can kind of start eliminating that. And maybe that's the one thing. You,
1: you do a great job, even even with their breastfeeding stuff and, you know, ending a little early. It's like whatever works for you. There's yeah. no rule book that we all have to follow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and I actually even, I think that's probably one, I I can see liking yoga. And again, that's why I'm going to try it is really getting into it is I don't feel like compared to other fitness stuff that I I'm aware of and that I'm, I've been involved in. I feel like there's always been a very competitive drive with those things. I don't feel like yoga, there is a competitiveness with yoga. I might be missing it, but I feel like yoga is kind of like an even it's solo, even playing field type of thing.
1: Yeah, you know, that's definitely an interesting perspective. The ego can get in the way if you're trying to nail a harder pose, right? But then you have to kind of catch yourself and be like, why is that pose so important for me to get? Yeah. Right. You can have goals. You can try, um, like I have goals, right, of poses. I want to get our poses that after 12 years of practice, I'm still not mastering. But it's also because my personality type is I want to be the best at everything. Yeah. Right? I want to have that. So it's it's cool to kind of witness yourself what happens on the mat and then see how that applies to you off the mat. Because the truth is, is, as long as you keep within your own goals, you're set, right? Okay, like if sure. it's the four corners of your mat – and it's things that you're working
0: through than your, your money. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I'm going to have to try it. Cause I feel like I would need it more. It's going to be like my own little therapy. Yeah. <laughs> I, need it, I need it for that. Just
1: something. And even if you make it a goal for the month of May, I'm going to get on my mat once a week and try this yoga thing. Yeah. And then at the end of the month, you could see, well, you know what? My range of motion in my shoulders is a little more open or my hips are feeling a little more fluid or energetically you feel like you have more to give to your kids and hubby and whatever. So you've got nothing to lose yeah. by incorporating it in.
0: Maybe you and I will chat. We'll we'll f- see if we can organize something because I maybe we do something together and then we can rope people in to do it and challenge ourselves all together, because I need to do. I need to do more of the. It's been so hard finding time with the three kids. It's just like it's. It hits. Listen, yeah, we got in the
1: podcast hard. today. You I figured know. it out. You have got your babysitter, so you can
0: you know do this again and have a little section for your yoga time. Yeah, well, which is what I need to do. I think my hard spot, and I've I've done this where I'm like, I try to do. I've I'm way too involved in so many things. So that's like my problem. I'm like an over. I'm not an overachiever. I'm like an overstretch myself. <laughs> so I do that. But for me, I'm like, okay, well, I'm bringing my babysitter. I'd rather, you know what? I'm, this is my therapy session now. I need to invest in myself, not just my business, because that's what I'm gonna, doing. You're going to be a better version of yourself when
1: you take that time for yourself. I know.
0: And see, I will. Trust me. I'm like fully aware of it. But I'm like, I my thinking is because I'm paying a babysitter, I should pay her for the things that make me money. And not the things that don't, and that's not true. Because if I feel good, then I want to pursue more,
1: (laughs) right? And you'll be more efficient with your time.
0: See, this is what we're working through. This is why I like podcasting and talking to other adults, so that way I can figure this out. (laughs) We're
1: in it together, baby. (laughs) Yeah, we
0: are. Awesome. Well, I, I, I love this conversation. I just think it's neat, and I think it's awesome. Like, just a difference of you know, for women listening and. Uh, moms listening, just something new to consider. And again, if you're listening, Brie and I are going to be working on something. And maybe when this airs, we can come out with something that maybe we can like come come up with a challenge that we can do when we air this episode. That would be fun. Um, But if you want to join in, then we can do that. And um, I would highly encourage to check out Brie. Brie and I got connected on Instagram. And um, how long have you been on Instagram actually going into like that side conversation?
1: So what was funny is I had like three different Instagrams. I had like my personal, my TV world before yoga, and then my yoga. My girlfriend's like, you need to just merge all those together. People want to know everything. So once that merge happened, we're going on like four and a half years.
0: Okay. And did you have all of a sudden growth or have you just grown steadily over that time? It's
1: been steady. The pandemic was my silver lining for for the business
0: because it just kind of made me put myself out there and reach... More people. I think that's just the same with everyone. Like, that was mine. The pandemic, everyone turned to their phones. It was like the right. saving grace out of all of it. But, and it was funny because I would do it from my bedroom. The kids would be knocking on the
1: door. But just like your podcast that I've listened to, it's like that makes it even more real because that's yeah. real life.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You got to figure it out. I mean, I, majority of the time, I've been working out at home when I do work out, I work out at home. I've been not in a gym. I don't think for over four years I haven't been in a gym. And I became like the most like in shape I have ever at home because I like, it's the same. You just carve out that time and you just know how to do it. But that's what I'm currently working on (laughs) It's finding time to do so. And then last question actually is for people listening, if they want to pursue yoga or anything like that, what would you recommend as like, what what to look for in in an instructor or what to look for in, in a studio. That's a really good question. I would explore
1: different studios and different teachers because there are some that you know you might go to and it's a little too, I don't even remember what you said, but hoo-ha, like a little too spirit, right? There are, but every teacher is kind of coming with their background and their past, so it's just a matter of finding the right one. There are so many kinds of yoga too. There's yin yoga, which is super restorative. There's vinyasa and ashtanga, which is more about the physical poses. There's the prenatal, which is like the niche of mama to be. So if you're looking to build community and connect with other like-minded soon to be moms. So it really depends on your goal, but check out a bunch of studios, whether you want hot yoga. I mean, there is literally something out there for everybody. Yeah. So, you know, hop around and, and see who you resonate with. And you can even go on YouTube if you want, and just type in yoga for shoulder openers, yoga for hip openers, vinyasa. Brie, whatever, you know, whatever you're kind of like looking for, yeah. you got it and you can get in a flow.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. No, yoga know, YouTube has everything. I just fixed my sync yesterday because I went on YouTube and I called yeah. it YouTube University.
1: <laughs> Even when I edit my videos, I'm like, how do I use this feature? YouTube and I can figure it out. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. No, YouTube's the place to be, but awesome. Okay. Well, I'm sold. Like I said, everyone listening. Check out the show notes because I'll put all the info in the show notes um, about Bree, how to contact her, how to follow her. And then if we organize a challenge of some sort, then all the information will be in that, um, as well as like Instagram and stuff like that, we'll do everything. But I think that's something we should, you and I should do. I think we challenge ourselves maybe for like, I think this is going to come out in June. So maybe we do something for June.
1: Yeah. We'll get, we'll get ourselves summer ready. Yeah. I
0: like it. Awesome. Well, thank you, Brie.
1: Thank you. And the word namaste just means I see the light within you. And I honor it. So namaste
0: another episode down and way more to go. But thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like to help support this podcast, I would love for you to subscribe. I'd love for you to share it with others and post about it on your own social media or leave a rating and review. I cannot tell you how helpful and how appreciated those things are for me. Of course, to catch all the latest from me, you can follow me over on Instagram at The Very Merry Life over on TikTok The Very Merry Life. And even if you wanted to check out my monthly newsletter, you can do so by subscribing over at theverymerrylife.com. I'll see you next week. Stay tuned for more honest, raw, real chit chat. I have some amazing moms lined up coming on, and shit's gonna get fun. So buckle up, Buttercup. It's gonna be good.